This is the Straight from the Net podcast with Jamie and Danielle. We say bad words and talk about inappropriate things that you may not want your coworkers, small children, or the easily offended to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. This is the Straight from the Net podcast, and I'm Danielle. And I'm Jamie. Hello. Hello again. Okay. <laughs> I'm like trying to get she's my shit always got to get the last word. Always. Every time. I okay. Just, so like, while she's trying to get her shit together, let's just jump right into it. Because <laughs> it's really the same day. And we've already told you everything we've done already, so we don't have much to talk about now. No, I do. I do. I do. Okay. So we all know that, that like a bunch of people stormed Area 51. <laughs> Like, they didn't get the memo. I don't think they really did. They just had a party outside of it or something. Well, basically, that's what they did. Yeah, they did. Except for the the Dutch reporters that you talked about. But other than that, they had, like, a big party outside the gates of Area 51. But I'm not sure if this is true or if it's not true. I kind of feel like it's it's a definite, like, bullshit But it's from Woke News, (laughs) WokenNews.com. The name alone. Woken News. Woken. Woken. I am Woken. So. Who sounds like Wookie? It's a story. (laughs) I'm going to read the article because it is so funny. Dyslexic man storms Area 15. No charges will be filed. Authorities just feel bad. Here's the article. A dyslexic man named Mark Arlington thought he would be ju- he would be joined by the force of 3.2 million people when he stormed Area 15 yesterday. He was disappointed <laughs> when he arrived at a relatively empty government building that de- in the desert that was quickly he was quickly detained by a lone security guard. No, the Department of Defense. He's released, probably Earl, and he makes right. like five dollars an hour or something right. out there, and he can't even carry a gun. He's like, God damn it, you interrupt now. Watch a Netflix. Right, he was just excited. Somebody was there. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm springing into action. <laughs> Stand by. Stand by. <laughs> the Department of Defense released a statement regarding the matter. It's actually pretty sad. Not only did this guy have the wrong place, but he was <laughs> off by two months. <laughs> we wouldn't be pressing charges because we honestly feel bad for him. A long sentence would be the worst punishment possible for this man. I don't know. <laughs> when asked whether or not he would go back to the real Area 51 raid on September 20th, Mark said he would try his best to make it. He said dealing with dyslexia, trying to stay connected on social media is a tough task. My dyslexia has reached a new owl. Get it? See what they did there? A new owl low instead of low. Owl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my God, Mama we were Mia! On Facebook. Jesus. <laughs> after failing, after failed Area 15 storming, as Mark has been set free <laughs> by the guards at Area 15, he has two whole months of pre of prep for the real Area 51 raid, which we all know didn't happen. So this must be an older article, right? Let's all hope that he can get his shit together. And that's the exact word from the... Oh, and look, Woken News is a, is a satirical news website. And our articles are strictly for entertainment purposes. Purposes? Purposes. Explore our about page for more information. You know what? Okay, so Woken it was total horse bullshit. Okay. I don't even care. Woken News, thank Woken. you. Woken. Woken News. Thank you, because I don't care if it's real or fake. In my mind, it was completely real. And it was an all-time... That is an all-time owl for me, too. 
<laughs> no time out for me too. Well, how about this one though? So this was from CNN, and they just posted on oh, September 18th. She's like, I got real news. Yeah, I got the real fucking bullshit over here. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because here we go. So it was two. Two Amish men escaped police after being pulled over for drinking and driving their horse and buggy. Oh, Ezekiel and Zebulon. Oh, my God. So it says, picture this. <laughs> Sicily. Yeah, 1927. <laughs> picture this. <laughs> Lancaster. Today. <laughs> Today. I know. Two Amish men drinking alcoholic beverages while operating a horse and buggy carrying a 12-pack of Michelob Ultra and outfitted with a giant stereo system. So they're like, bass boom bottle. Wait. Driving along down the road. Drinking so shit. they're allowed to have radios now? I guess. I don't know. I guess. Well, if it has, maybe if it has batteries in it. <laughs> I don't know. In the but buggy? Yeah. In the buggy, outfitted with a giant stereo system. So they were bass boom bottom, drinking their Michelob Ultra, low carb. Right. Like they don't want to get fat. Or some shit, we don't want to get fat. Gonna do all that working on the house, and then Jebediah down the street just, you know, needs a new barn erected, so. Right, fucking Jebediah is such a pain in the ass. <laughs> it's not something you see every day, but the Trumbull County Sheriff's Department in Ohio said that's exactly what they witnessed during a routine patrol in the county's Amish community. Deputy Eric Hermsdorfer came across the men while on patrol the early morning of September 15th. When he attempted to stop and question them about drinking and driving, they leaped out of the buggy and disappeared in the woods by the side of the road. So, it's like, <laughs> so they ended up, they took off. Probably drunk on their Michelob Ultra and high on Biggie. I mean, they, <laughs> they Biggie. might be high on Biggie, but they definitely weren't drunk off Michelob Ultra. <laughs> I think if I had a Michelob they Ultra, I would the, be drunk right now. Had had so I know. Well, and they ended up having, they're like, at the end of the, the whole thing, at the very end, it's like, it's actually fucking hilarious because they end up getting stuck with this buggy and the horses. And they're like, please, dude, can you just come back? It's not that deep. Like, can you just come back and get your shit? Like, we um, don't want it's it. It's getting really expensive to feed yeah, your to horses. Yeah, to keep feeding your horses. Can you please just get back? And they said maybe there's there's just that the fear of the consequences, and that would be a reality check from them that there are consequences. But he's still encouraging the two men to come forward and retrieve their horse and buggy. Because <laughs> they're like, would you just come back? It's not that deep. Like, please come back and get your shit. Is it really, really considered... Drinking and driving? Drinking and driving? Because the, the horse is driving. The horse is driving you. Like, they know their way home. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, is it really drinking and driving when it's a horse and buggy situation? I mean, right. They're, they're mugging this heavy ass shit behind them. Yeah. Now you got, like, speakers and shit. That's like, that's like the Amish Uber. Right. <laughs> You're, like, really Ubering, so really. Like, I don't understand why you even pulled them over. Don't be a dick, cops. I know, but I'm just thinking, like I said, they have this giant stereo system in their fucking buggy, and they're that's like, probably, boom, the boom, That's boom, probably boom, boom. what attracted the cops to them. They're like, he's like, fuck, I hate, I hate Biggie, Tupac all the way. Let me pull these fuckers over. That's probably what it was. Speaking of uh, driving and people who should have got an Uber. <laughs> should have got an Uber. Should have got an Uber. Hold on, let me find him, because he's a, he's fitting, he's fitting in here somewhere. Oh my goodness. See, so, we are just like the worst. We gotta get better at this shit. It's like ridiculous. So, I have an article from Friendly at Friendly at the Ist. What the actual fuckadoodle is that? Oh, Friendly Atheist. Oh, fr- oh my god. Friendly Atheist. <laughs> You're like Friendly at the Ist. <laughs> Somebody else has. And, and right under it, it, it's all together. And it's like, friendly, <laughs> like, atheist. Okay. 
So, Jesus. So, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I could read better. <laughs> <laughs> that anyway. is a new owl for you. A new owl for you. It anyway, just happens. it's a new a, owl. an article by Hement Metha. All right, you know what? Let, let no, me see that shit. That, you know what fucking read? What is it? It's by Hement Metha. Hement Metta. Meta. 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 Whatever. The first name is still Hement. <laughs> Heman. Hement. H e m a n t. Meta. Meta. M e h t g a o. Oh my god. Okay. If we had any credibility before, it's long gone now. Anyway, it's fine. We're looking at credibility in the rearview mirror. And it says, never let Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> oh, my Jesus God. take the wheel. <laughs> and, and, never let, and never let Jesus be a backseat driver either, as one Florida man learned the hard way. The Deerfield Beach man who drove his blue Ferrari. Oh, yeah, it says Ferrari. That does not look like a Ferrari on the picture. That's like a neon. But anyway, the picture does not <laughs> it match like the a article. Neon? It does. It looks like a neon, and they're talking about the blue Ferrari. That's a Ferrari. That doesn't That's, look like a no, Ferrari. No, it's a neon. <laughs> With, like, a spoiler on the back. Right. <laughs> anyway. The Deerfield Beach man who drove his blue Ferrari into the Lake Worth, the Lake Worth Inlet last month told police that Jesus told him to do it. According to police reports released Monday, Jesus made me the smartest man on earth, the man told police. The report says, and it's hard to have this much responsibility. What, driving down the street and you're not Well, no, Ferrari? no, because <coughs> according to him, me. he is the smartest man on earth because that's what Jesus made him, and he's just struggling. Oh, he's the smartest man he's, on earth. He's struggling to have that much responsibility. Oh, my. Oh, my God, it's like a real-life um, Jim Carrey movie yes, when he was James God. James A. Machio, like Ralph. Machio. Muchicio, M U C C I A C C I O. Oh, oh my Muchicio. God! <laughs> James A. Muchicio Jr. was 48 and caused about fifty thousand dollars worth of damage to his 2000 Ferrari coupe on December 26 when he inadvertently, intentionally drove it off of a Palm Beach dock. Da- I said dock. 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 Get off the dock. <laughs> you dick. We're going to need a bigger boat. I, I'm sorry. I love I love Sean Connery, even though that was Richard Dreyfus. Okay, Muchachio was able to escape the car before it sank. I can't tell if Jesus gave him updated instructions or if God's furious <laughs> that someone got away. The voice in his head didn't let up, though. After reaching shore, Muchachio walked back to the officer police said and said jesus told him to drive off the dock and into and into a six-foot window oh he must have drove out a six-foot window too like he must have ran his car into that muchachio also told police money is going to be irrelevant in two days remember to smile according to the police report oh my this god guy is nuts. he's actually like the totally off his rocker who helped muchachio to shore told the police muchachio said he drove into the inlet because the officer on the dock was Egyptian and did not believe <laughs> oh in God. Jesus. Oh, dear God. Creepy and kind of racist. The police report said there was no alcohol or drugs in the man system, which I guess means we can blame all this on his religion alone. At least one, no one got hurt. Oh, my God. Wow. 
and he's the most he's the smartest man in the world. Jesus made him the smartest man on, in the world. He's a little racist because the cop looked looked Egyptian and didn't believe in Jesus. Oh my oh god. Oh god. Jesus needs to take his wheel. <laughs> he needs to take his wheel. He needs to take it from his hand. No, he needs to drive him right to the <laughs> mental institution. <laughs> Well, it's weird because he drops, so he he ends up in a lake. He drives that in there. And then, interestingly enough, um, Channel 2 in Atlanta, I guess they, in Cobb County, Georgia. I, don't, I thought this was interesting. So your guy drove a lake, and then they found this body in a lake. And it's interesting in that it sounds like a mob hit. And they don't know who the guy is. So they're trying to identify a man found in Al, Alatuna Lake. And I thought this was in Pennsylvania, but now I realize it's in Georgia. Because we have an Altoona, and this is Alatuna. Altoona's PA. Yeah, and he, that's what I thought it was. Originally, when I saw Altoona, I read it as Altoona Lake. So I thought it was there, but it's in Cobb County, Georgia. So this man ends up floating up top, and like a, um, a, another fisherman finds him. And on September 1st, they found him. So looking for anybody that can identify him, because they don't know. But what happened to him, which is what's crazy, is that he was found with a backpack on him filled with rocks and sand, ankle weights, <clears throat> excuse me, sounds like in my throat, and a small boat anchor tied to his waist. But that's not what it was. So at first I was like, well, maybe he walked in and like he just wanted to drown. He wanted to kill himself. But they're like, oh, no, but wait, there's more. So there's more. He, there's more. He has a gunshot wound to his head. Does it look self inflicted? Well, I guess it can't be self inflicted. No, it can't be self inflicted. Like, let me shoot myself in the head and then walk into the lake. But no, like, so they know that somebody, like, killed him, and then whatever it was, they, like, loaded him down. They, they didn't thorough. want him to be seen. They were very they were thorough. Like, this motherfucker is not floating up. But I'm like, how weird is that shit? They're like, what the hell? Like, and in Georgia, no less? Like, that's not where you would think Cobb County, Georgia, where they're having a mob hit. Um, first so it probably of all, wasn't a mob hit, obviously. Probably, probably wasn't, was but... somebody in witness protection. Oh, maybe. That they put in Cobb County, fucking Georgia. Because the mob's not there. But we don't know what's going on. Like, we don't know how Cobb County, Georgia. Georgia isn't, like, that great it's not, like, it's not synonymous with, like, mob hits or mobs. You know what I mean? Like, you would never no, think that. You know what I mean? but it is, so. Georgia is synonymous with gang-related crime. Yeah. Well, this is, like, a white dude. I mean, they did, like, a um, <laughs> sketch of him. Well, no, a white old man is what I'm saying. He looks like an older man. Like, he's probably in his, like, 50s or early 60s Let when they did, like, sketch. a sketch of him. Well, here's what I think. So, sorry, I didn't mean to sound racist just then. I was like, no, I meant to be like, he's an older white man, and that's not something that you would think of that would be part of, like, I any gangs or hits like or whatever. Whether, he, whatever color you are, so sorry to like make that leap there. Like, he pissed this bitch off, and she was like, I'm tired of a shit. You and, hear that, Roger? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then she, she hired somebody to do it and dispose of the body. <gasps> oh, that would be good. Yeah, That would be kind of interesting. Like, I just, so, wrote, like, a lover I just wrote my whole entire movie for that in you my did, head. You did, didn't you? Oh, I my did. God. I guess I never thought of it like that. But see, here I'm thinking low-key. Like, if Roger was to cheat on me or something and I, like, bust out his windows and we sing before he cheats, like, no, this is the way to go. By the way, <laughs> as much as I love you, I'm not going to sing up. before he cheats with you busting out his windows. Oh, no, I'm going to play it, like, say anything. I'm going to have it in a okay. boombox, and we're going to do it really I, loud. I will, totally, I will totally be in your car with it running so you can jump <laughs> in and pull away because I'm that kind of friend. Yeah, but I'm not going to get out and, like, you know, be a part of the situation. Is that but, what you're saying? But please know, if it comes down to it, and they're like, Jamie, you will get jail time, I will sing, sing like, like, six, nine. like six nine. 
Like, I don't understand why people are so upset about that. Because he is just trying to, he's looking out for himself. Like He's going to die. I don't think. They're going to, they're going to shoot him dead. He's going to end up with this guy. He's going to come out the woodwork with some shit. Cardi B is a crypt or a blood or something. I know people are, the memes for him oh are my God, so fucking funny. Oh my God, so funny. They're like, nobody, and then 6 9 Miley Cyrus is really, what's her facey? Miley Cyrus <laughs> is really, really Hannah Montana. Really really Montana. Montana. Like, they're coming up that Peter stuff. Peter Parker is really Spider-Man. Like, I back up, like, when they had that one of him holding this thing right, and he was like, this is the Spider-Man that killed Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my God, and Snoop is disgusted with him. Oh no, Snoop he's like talking like, about Martha Stewart. Like, look at this no, woman that, right here. that wasn't... Snoop, that was a, a random person. He just copied her meme. Oh, because he was like, Snoop Dogg was like, he, or he said, yeah, like, Snoop was making a comment, like, Martha Stewart, she went to jail, went to prison for whatever, and, and she, she didn't dime she nobody out. She didn't dime anybody out. But you know what? I'm with Tech 9 if, if there is, like... You're gonna dime me out, is that it? So if, if I do all this a, stuff to Roger, I'm you're gonna dime me out? I'm to go to jail, and, and like, <laughs> I could survive in jail. I ain't pussy on occasion. I oh my god! in jail. You couldn't. I could not, no. I That's could. disgusting. No, I couldn't do it. I could do it. Like, hands down, I would be all right in jail. Like, I would boo up with, like, <laughs> the biggest, I meanest bitch in up. there. I would boo her up and be like, hey, boo. <laughs> I would not. I'd be, like, in a corner crying. Would, I would make her happy as a clam and shit to protect me. Oh, my God. But oh, you're like, you wouldn't. I like how you point that I out real quick. You wouldn't. and get out of prison? Of course I would. Oh my god! No, and again, I really only make these jokes of, like about me doing these. Danielle doesn't have the would. nuggets to go out. And I would up never. Car. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. That, her brother's that's definitely a cop. Her brother would be like, "Girl, I get, know. Get in the car." Well, what kind of friend are you? Oh my god! But look, I am your best friend, and I love you forever. But I know, but you're like, I'm gonna die you the f out. But now, like, I'm too pretty for prison. Oh my god! <laughs> well, look, this is what's so cute about BFF, though. Just real quick, because it'll be like a quick one-liner, but. On People Magazine, they did these two friends recreate, or they do like a best friends forever photo shoot with chicken wings and beer to celebrate 23 years of friendship. And I'm like, we should do that because we've got like 30 plus going on. Right. So six. And they should have cameos. We should be sitting on a blanket. Like 36 years we have. Right. We should be sitting on a blanket and then like Heather would be flying a fight flight a kite behind us. Right. You and I have known Heather our whole entire life. Yeah, a long, long time. Um, Stacy Burge could come by with like delivering a cake. Or no, she could come by with a um with her with her dog. With her dog, but then also with like a um what the hell is that damn thing? Her little mat that she slept on. Her bring sleeping one of those. bag. Her sleeping bag. Bring over a sleeping bag, Stace. <laughs> you can bring that right. in the background and I'll just look at it. <laughs> like, and oh no. Donald Barber could make an appearance with his mom and she could be like wiping a smudge off his face. <laughs> I love that one so much. Oh my god! And John Sullivan could like John make Sullivan can come over. He can kiss me on my cheek since he was my first. Kiss. And I can be devastated. Yeah, and you can be devastated about it. I mean, but he's like married, and I, you know, I would never try to do that or whatever. But it would be really funny since he was like my first little kiss. That he like if he could give me a kiss on the cheek and then you look real mad about it. I would be so mad about. Yeah, it. that would be that would be kind of cute. We should do this. We should. We actually should fucking do this, shouldn't we? If anybody knows where Donald Barber is, please give us a shout out at straightforthenetgmail.com. We don't know where he's been. I haven't seen him since I was young. We're getting so cute. Now, what about the Puffin Burgers? Um, Oliver and Garland? I don't 
know yeah. what's going on with Oliver and I know, Jordan. I haven't heard from them in a million years either. I love that their last name is Puffenberger. I know, that's what kind of um, keeps it alive for me, I personally. I don't know. Like, I, I, I know a couple people who might know, but I don't really know where they're at. Last I know, who else did we have friends? Um, I know Kevin Torres. I know where he is. He's on my friends list. I don't even know who that is. But I had a friend named Angel. Uh, Angel Brown, I think her last name was, or whatever. Nope. She lived right on the same street that you lived on, but it was like later on. Like I met her later on, and I never knew what happened to her. Like I when we moved where, into Wellington Woods, is when I knew her. I know where all the Ellis's. I know where Keith and Jamie Ellis are. Oh yeah. Um, I know where Michael Kaczynski is. Uh, I know where Melissa White is. I don't remember her. Where happened? To, what about Trudy? Remember that little girl Trudy? That no, lived up the street. I remember Katrina. Her name was Trudy. She had, like, you know, curly hair like Stacy. But it was, like, a brownish, blondish color. Her name was Trudy. I remember her. Yeah, I don't know what I happened I have friends with Colin Price on Facebook. Ah, Colin and Jason Price. Yes, we were, like, little friends with them, too. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of, like, I, Jason disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. But he was, I was friends with him, like, forever, and, like, on Facebook, and then he disappeared, so I'm not sure. And then Colin, I think I'm still friends with him on Facebook. Yeah. He actually married Sarah Dahl. I know, I was like, oh and my god, that's so crazy. Cute babies and they always, I know. And he's always, like, going to, like, father-daughter dates and shit. He's yeah. so Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. So, like, we know those people. I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy. But it would be neat to, like, go back and, like, do something like that with those people. That would be really funny to do, like, a little, like, thing like that. Maybe one day we'll have to keep this, like, going. So then, Right, it'll have to be when we have more than 15 followers. No, I mean, just for us would be funny to do it. You know what I mean? Just for us. Like, I wish we had pictures of all of us when we were younger like that, though. So we'd have to, like, have everybody come over with pictures from then. Like, if they have those pictures so we can be like, you know, now and then. My God. That'd be, like, really fun, though. It so was, I, don't, I thought that would be kind of neat. So we should do, like, a BSF just, photo shoot. We just totally went over, like, we're just, we went off track completely. We that just was, named everybody all their government names and shit. Right. That is... W- <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we should. We should totally do a Besties um, photo shoot. I would be down. I know. That would be fun. I like how they're like, well, they did it with wings and, like, beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I can't eat wings probably never again because my stomach we'll do it doesn't like anything anymore, apparently. With rice cakes. Anymore, rice cakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We got to talk about the stupid fucking feud with, like, KFC because you were like, I really want to eat it. Since we're talking about food. Oh my god, it's not a feud. It's just something you were not particularly impressed with. Well, no, because we had that whole weird feud with like the the, well, yes, the there, chicken sandwich. There was a chicken fam- sandwich. Oh, feud. Popeyes went straight ghetto as fuck though. They were like, oh, you didn't hear about it. They were like, bring your own bun, and we'll put two spicy chicken fingers on a bun for you. So it was like a whole bring your own bun. I was like, how fucking ghetto-ass shit is that? That is the ghettoest fucking thing ever. Like, people be, like, bringing their food stamps card, being like, can we do this? <laughs> because it's so ghetto. Because they ran out of buns? No, they just ran out of the sandwiches. But they're like, hey, but we could do it for the chicken fingers they have that are spicy chicken fingers. Just bring in your own bun. And they were like, bring your own bun. And then they'll just put, like, two chicken fingers on the sandwich. And then there you go. And then people are like, what the fuck? No, because it doesn't have the special sauce or whatever. I, I don't know. I haven't even had it yet. But they're like, bring in your own bun. So there was like this whole thing going. I'm like, that is the ghettoest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. But then KFC's like, hold my beer. Right. Hold my beer. We're now going to do a chicken sandwich between two glazed donuts. 
Fuck That's KFC. disgusting as shit. Fuck like, yeah, KFC. No, not fuck you. I thought diabetes just reading that. That is a stoner's dream. Dude, my pancreas shut down just reading this. I have well, no, there's nothing fine. left. I think it's going to be delicious. I'm going to be on an do, insulin pump now reading They already this. do the chicken and waffle one, which is so good. I mean, yeah, yeah but seriously, two glazed donuts. Breakfast and chicken go together, <laughs> Danielle, and you're just going to have to get over it. It goes together, but I'm just like, is this ever going to end? Seriously, bring your own bun, ghetto. KFC fried chicken with two glazed donuts, ghetto. Now, that's like some Georgia shit. They need to send that down there while they're looking for this fucking guy that got his like head blown off by the mob or his wife, one or the other. No. Something, because what is What going they on? need to do is take the chicken. Put it in between two donuts. <laughs> then bread that whole thing. Deep Ew. fucking fry it. Oh my god! Drizzle it with syrup and put it on a plate and serve it with a knife and fork. Oh my god. Who are you? Hungry. I'm so hungry. All oh the my time. god. I have heart disease. <laughs> it's been Everything's a, shutting down. It's been a long time since I've been able to eat people. Since you've been able to eat people? It's been so long since I've been able to eat people. <laughs> Instead I'm of like so a comma. Like, like yesterday we went to the Green Turtle and I and our friend Tim was there. Which he was working at the Green Turtle up here and then I went down to the beach and he was there and I was like, Hi Tim. Mm. Um but I went we went there and I got a crab cake and tater tots. And I shouldn't be eating tater tots, like carbs are super bad. But I didn't I had two tater tots and I had like four bites of this crab cake and i right. was so full that i was uncomfortable oh that sucks and i was just fucking miserable and i'm like i just want to be able to sit down and eat a full meal right and that those days for me are over and it, well yeah because full really, meals are what got you where you were that's why you had to go get no, your stomach cut up like this is like a such a minuscule amount fills me up i know but that's why we should and, make you happy and it should but the, the mentality of it the yeah. mental thing of it because i want to eat yeah. That crab cake. Yeah. I need all the protein that I can get, and that crab cake had 40 grams of protein. Mm. I wanted 40 grams of protein inside of me because that's what I need. But honestly, I miss being able to sit down and, and just eat a normal meal. Eat a normal meal. Yeah. And and that has been the hardest part of the surgery. It's mental. Yeah. It's mentally fucking me up, people. Yeah. I can imagine. I want a goddamn chicken sandwich between two donuts. I do not. I do not at all. I find that to be the most ghettoist, white trash, hillbilly bullshit I've ever seen in my nope. fucking entire life. You know what is some ghetto, white trash, hillbilly bullshit? Let's segue. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> so there's this gay couple, and this was published <clears throat> Tuesday, September 17th, 2019. So recently. I am sorry for coughing, by the way. I don't know what's going on. My allergies um, this are killing is, me. This is an article from LGBTQNation.com. Okay. And it is about a gay couple who were violently attacked and held hostage in a church Jesus. to try to turn them straight. Oh, my God. Mama mia. Right. So a gay couple says that they were attacked by a church's congregation in an attempt to convert them to heterosexuality. Hmm. The Sh- Sean, C- Sean Cormie, 23, recently came out to his family in Blackwell, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Where the winds go sweeping down the plains and they hate gays. <laughs> Since his family had been trying to get him to go to church with them and bring along his boyfriend, Gary Gardner, on September 8th, they finally went to the First Assembly of God Church, which Cormie's family 
with Cormie's family. He said that he had already gone to that church service several times. I wanted to go to church to make my mom proud and make her happy, he told the Oklahoma News. And the reason he did this was validation from his mom because he wasn't getting it because, Lord forbid, he's gay. Mm-hmm. But the church service was a trap. It started like normal, but the pastor then the pastor then asked them to come to the altar. A lot of Sean's family came over and started praying on us. And church members started praying on us and stated, getting louder and louder, said Gardner. So they were, like, screaming, basically, these prayers. It's a sin. It's an abomination. You need to realize, wake up, and see if it, see it for a sin, the pastor said, according to Cormie. He said they started to leave, and Gardner was pushed away by the church members. Cor- Cormie thought he was, Cormie, though, was forced to stay, and he was slammed to the ground by his stepfather, a group of 12 to 15 church members held him down and prayed over him. Oh, my God. Sort of picked him up and then body slammed him over and started praying on him again. And when they were doing that, Sean ended up with marks on his arm, a black eye, and a sword, and he just blacked out. They started holding me down, praying, and talking in tongues, which I just started crying, Cormie said. I was crying, mercy, mercy. My sister convinced them to let me go, Cormie said. She held my face and said, God is in you. Speak, speak, speak. Sean, this is not their judgment. This is God's judgment. They don't have the power of God in their minds. Gardner said that, they, that they're that they speaking out against the church because they want it shut down. Which I don't, oh my blame, God. I don't blame them either. That's fucking If they're nuts. going to treat people like that, they don't need to be open. Cormie said that he believes, in be, he believes that being gay is a sin. Oh. It, appeared more, it appeared more forgiving, but he wants... But he wants consequences for the church. I love the pastor with all my heart, but what they did was totally wrong, and mm-hmm. I want some kind of consequences of it. He said, I want, I want it to be heard and known because it really saddens my heart. Cormie said the family members and other people from the church are telling him to drop the issue. Of course they are, because they don't want to be embarrassed by what the crap that they just did. The church put out a statement saying it was, <clears throat> it was a family matter that escalated. Our uh, church, our church, more than that. Our church would never condone restraint of any persons unless they were engaged in violent activity. The statement said there is much more to this incident, and we are cooperating fully with law enforcement to hopefully bring all the facts to light. As to rush to judgment is not anyone to, in anyone's best interest. Police have been contacted, but they're not com- commenting on the investigation. Oh my God! Now that's like. The hell that is not the correct home training that is not what you're supposed to do with your no kids. and it's, i'm it's sorry not a family matter you i'm sorry the minute else. the minute you don't accept your child for their sexuality is the minute you're going to hell anyway congratulations you're a shit parent i know that makes oh. me so sad because that must have been like terrifying for them it makes me angry it does make me angry too and i understand that not everybody's going to come along we we don't all agree on the same thing so i mean i i try to be understanding of that i mean it's like if you don't agree and you're not you know you're like look i don't believe in it it's a sin whatever they think or it's wrong or whatever as long as they don't try to mess with me i won't mess with them like fine you know what i mean that that's your prerogative like i'm not going to be able to change how you feel about things but like the minute you do something like that and you terrify them and you hold them down like you can't say that was a family matter either when you brought other people that were non-family members into it and you made this about church so that's fucking scary like those poor people those poor kids i'm glad that he's like i'm I'm forgiving and i love the pastor or whatever but like i do feel like something should be done like i do feel like they assaulted them burn that they assaulted them burn that fucker down pookie 
Yeah, but you know what? I have to say, on the other end of that, like, my friend Jen, I think I told you a little bit about it already, but I was thinking, like, you know, you've got, like, that's a really good example of, like, some kind of bad parenting. Like, you know, that's, I mean, I know you feel like you're doing the right thing, but that, you're at the end of the day, that wasn't the right thing. So, but my friend Jen has a little girl, and she came home from school one day, and she was, like, so sad because her and her best friend were arguing, or her best friend didn't like her anymore because she had sat with another girl at lunch. And this, you, like, you these are little girls. With, if you would have sat with another girl at lunch in high school, we wouldn't be friends right now. Oh, my God. Mama Mia. This was not high school either, I'm by the way. I'm just letting you know. Jeez, you went all kinds of off the topic there for a minute. I understand your pain. <laughs> but she, so she comes home to her mom, and she's like, I'm so upset, blah, blah, blah. And, she, and then, you know, Jen, instead of saying, well, fuck that bitch. You know what I mean? Or like, fuck that little girl. Whatever. She was like, well, you know, why don't you just say that you're sorry, that you hurt her feelings, and, like, see what happens. You know, like, she tried to talk her through, like, some conflict resolution or whatever. And she's like, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't mean to do things, but you hurt people's feelings and just say that you're sorry and that, you know, you love them and you hope that, you you know, you guys can be all right. So she did. So she texted him and put up the little, like, a little screenshot of, like, the text. And it's so freaking cute. It, like, warmed my heart. So I'm like, I have to talk about it on the podcast. And it was like, hi, so-and-so. I'm sorry that I hurt your feelings today. I think you're a good friend with a little heart. And the little friend was like, and I'm sorry for being so mean. And then her daughter goes, it's okay, but are we still friends? I was sad when you were mad at me. And the little friend said, sorry, yes, we're still friends. Oh. oh, my God. My heart, like, busted out of my chest and, like, busted open into glitter and, like, filled the room up. Like, it was just the cutest thing. And I think it means so much to me because, A, you know, you see stories like this, you know what I mean, where parents are doing these off-the-wall shits or whatever. Or, like, when I was growing up, my parents didn't really get into conflict resolution with me. Like, if I cried, my mom would be like, go in your room for your dad sees it. We don't want to see you cry. Like, they didn't really know what to do. Right. You know what I mean, we didn't have parents that sat down with us and said, hey, you know, sometimes you need to own your shit and you, you did the wrong what? thing. The 80s were full of sitcoms that totally were like, let's talk about it. But nobody had parents But nobody like had that. parents that talked about nobody it. Nobody had parents like that. Like, yeah. My dad was like, you need to shut the fuck up and suck it up and deal with it. That's kind of what we did, too. Or, like, when I had somebody bully me, they'd be like, well, you better go knock her the fuck out. Right, you got to stand up to your bully. Yeah, you, you better stand up. and But, you know, you let them hit you first and then you finish it. That's how right. it went. Like, if they hit you, you finish it. You kick that bitch's ass. And that's how it went. And that's how it was. I got fights all the time. And I was always, like, in a fight with somebody back in the day in our hood. But my parents were always like, you know, you kick, you finish it. You don't let them hurt you. You fucking finish it. The Eagles played the Green Bay Packers. The Eagles won that game. There is currently a video of two Eagles fans at the end of the game. It looked like they were getting up to leave. Two Eagles fans attacked two Packers fans. Just because they had on Packers jerseys. Oh, my God. At the end of the game, that they had just won. So even when they win, they're fucking dicks. I'm sorry. Like, I know a few Eagles fans, and most of them are not dicks. But the ones that go to these games, I fucking... Act nutty. I will not go to a Philly's game, Philadelphia game. I don't care if the Ravens are playing against Philly, and they're in Philly, and they're like, I got free tickets, and it, it's like behind the freaking Ravens on the sideline. I still would not go. Mm-hmm. Because fucking Philly fans are fucking terrible. Ugh. And I'm so angry about it. And it, I get so passionate about it because I don't feel like there's any reason. There isn't any reason for to that. To be that violent. And they're like, oh, well, it happens everywhere. And you know that Lambeau Field um, has just as much violence as Philadelphia. Well, I, I, this happened in Philly. I don't give a fuck what they do in Lambeau Field. Because you know what? Lambeau Field tickets are like $400 a fucking ticket. That's for nosebleed 
please cease. I, I know never... my old boss is out there right now. It's like his like bucket trip or whatever. Right. And he's like so thrilled he's out there. I'm never ever ever going to be at Lambeau Stadium mm. unless it's like a tour at during spring training or something. <laughs> I mean, because maybe it does happen in other places, but we just don't see it. But we it's don't not see our about local it. News. It's not in my face. And it's not this in the is, local news. This is in my face. Right. And I've literally. Well, it's local. It's local And I've news literally press. seen it happen, like, from, like, yeah. that episode where I talk about the little nine-year-old that was getting fucking harassed by. Well, yeah, and then you and Ron had to, like, kind of be like, it's okay. Yeah. Right. It's fucking disgusting. It and, is disgusting. And they're always, like, the Mike, there's a guy that we know named Mike that jumped down my throat yesterday on Facebook and was like. Well, you tell me, you know, where's the rest of the video? And what? He, and he wants, they want so bad to be like, well, you know, we don't know what happened. They just make Eagles fans look bad. They don't make Eagles fans look bad. Eagles fans literally threw batteries at Santa. Like, that's how mean they are. Like, back in the day during a parade, Santa Claus was out, and the Eagles threw batteries and things at Santa Claus. Like, they are just... I don't, I don't think that those are necessarily fans. You get down, like, because no. fans, like, Roger is a diehard. No. He's got Eagles fucking They're, everywhere, and he would no, never. No, there's a difference. There's a difference between fans watching it at home on the TV than there are fans that are sitting in those stands. No, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, I, I would really love to get him tickets for Christmas. But, I mean, even if we went at Christmas, he would never. He wouldn't. He would never act like that. So, these are just fucking retards. Mm, that's the wrong thing to say. Sorry, I don't want to say that. These are just. Ignorant-ass people. Ignorant, moron, but, moronic people that ain't got no home training. But think about it. Like, people were so afraid that when that when the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl, they greased the poles so they couldn't climb up light poles. They still managed to do it. There oh, was I've so much seen that. fire right. and police people yeah. waiting because they literally thought the Philadelphia fans were going to burn, burn down, down the their city. fucking city. Now, they did do that in other cities, though. That did happen in other cities. Like, when Boston... Like when the Red Sox finally won, they almost burned down their city. Right, they did. Because the Red Sox, yeah. So it does that does, but that's like idiot asshole like men doing stupid ass shit. But like, they still do it. No, they still do it. And I know, it, but it's like it's kind and of like it's sad because the majority of Eagles fans that we know aren't like that. No, they are. They just make it. They you but know they give them a bad people rap. People are giving them a bad name. Yeah, bad name. Our people really need to talk to their people. I know. Like, get your shit together. You're making us look bad for the longest time. The Link was the only stadium in the NFL that had an actual fucking jail in the stadium. Did it really have a jail in the stadium? Like, you would get arrested and be put in actual jail, like, booked and everything in the stadium. Because that's how violent these fans get. And I don't care how passionate you are about your football team. Get your fucking shit together. You're grown-ass goddamn men. And those people who you're fighting for... Don't give a fuck about you. I know. Like, like, it's so weird. I can't like even imagine those, that. That's so those weird. Those Eagles, like Carson Wentz and Ertz and all those people yeah. that you're so passionate about, if you died tomorrow, they wouldn't give two fucking fucks. I know. Well, and now it's like apparently it's everybody's injured anyway, so I think this whole year is going to be a shit show it's for so many places. Well, so there's so no, many injuries. The Eagles are still good. Carson Wentz won't get injured until like game 10. Like, then he'll get but injured. But he's always the one who's getting injured, right? He's always the one getting hurt. And then they don't even have Foles to back up because Foles went to Jacksonville. Or, yeah, Jacksonville. I can't believe they let him go. He, Such what? a, I mean, he he's had not an chance. angel. He a had, football angel. He had the chance to go and be a starter. And then he got, they broke his clavicle in the first week. So now they have this amazing kid. Um, God, what is his name? The Jag, he's the quarterback for the Jaguar. QB. 
for the Jaguar. <laughs> Please hold. We're going to look up stuff that Please hold. some of our women listeners don't give a flying fuck about, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. Gardner Minshew. Okay. So apparently he's always been like this outgoing guy. There's a picture of him in high school surrounded by like the the football cheerleaders and uh, um, there was a porn company that asked him to do some stretches in the locker room and nothing but a g-string and they would give him a million dollars if they could film it oh my god and he was like sure why not like and he's so funny and they wanted their first game and his dad comes down into the stands and his dad's you know is like so proud because here he is you know he's always been a backup right it's his time to shine he's he's fucking adorable um but his dad, his dad is fucking ripped. Like, mm-hmm. huge. Dad's, like, super cute. And, and he's is it, like, a Fortner dad situation? Yes, it's a Fortner dad <laughs> situation. And, and like, yes. all these people are like, so, um, and you told us about your dad. Your dad's fucking ripped. <laughs> but he's so cute. Look at him. He's adorable. But he's got oh, this yeah. porn stash. He does have a porn and stash. And they are, like, fucking loving him right now. And I too love me. We have to talk. We have to talk about about him now. So we have to talk about him now because we have to talk about the situation now. So we we all have this friend, and actually we we talked about him before. Um, (laughs) I'm like I'm trying to think if he's going to be mad at us for talking about it or not. Justin's dad. Oh no, we got to talk about it. So Justin Fortner. Don't. Well, we we talked about him before because he's a really oh, really yes, good yes. tattoo artist. Justin Fortner. He's at done all my tattoos. tattoos. Yeah, and we love him, love him, love him, and we we've known him forever now. I mean, he just yes. sort of like runs in our like little so, circle. So he does get a kick out of it. Like I am completely in love with his dad. But again, he's a great tattoo artist, <laughs> so he doesn't get too pissed. And you can find him at Malarkey Tattoo because he's amazing. He's done all mine. So before follow, we get into that. Follow him on the Facebook. And you can follow him on the Facebook. He does a really great job. So we love you in that way, Justin. But, so, um... so yes, I, I am in love <laughs> with his dad. And I'm like, hey, Mr. Fortner. Every time I call, and I call him Big Daddy. So when I see him, it's an uncomfortable situation for <laughs> For everyone around watching except- it. Right, and Mr. Fortner... He thinks it's hilarious, though. Mr. Fortner thinks it's hilarious. Justin, on the other hand, who also kind of thinks it's hilarious, gets a little embarrassed. For well, because inst- when I sort of dated him for a minute, he was like, do not ever talk about how hot my dad is because it's disgusting. Like, for me, it was different because, like, we went on, like, a couple dates, and he was like, do not talk about how you would rather be with my dad than me or whatever it might be because that's disgusting. I'm like, I would never say that ever in a million years. I would. But yeah, he yeah. doesn't find. Well, but he said it to me because of something you were saying at the time, right? Because and because we were talking about how funny it was, and he was like, "It's not funny when I'm dating someone." I'm like, "Ah, I got it, got it, got it." But that I, was like a million years but, ago. But it is. It's terrible. And he just had a new baby. He did. He just had a new little boy, and the little boy's like two or three months old. And I'm like, "How dare he?" <laughs> Before you said you used to think about it like you'd be like. And it's the old South. Yes. And it's a plantation. Yes, yes I feel like. And you're like one of the maids in the, and you're one no, of the maids. No, no, I'm, I'm, I am, my fantasy. Oh, no, you're Scarlet. My fantasy, yes, my fantasy is that I'm the lady of the plantation. <laughs> and he comes in in his freaking Yankee fucking uniform and he's like, I'm here to rescue you. And I'm like. I'm back from the war. I'm back from the war. And I'm like, oh, Mr. Father. Big <laughs> And he takes you. Yeah. It takes you hard. It, it, it's a whole thing. And, and just, like, 
like one time I was I was drunk and it was Melissa's birthday. That's Justin's wife. Yeah, who's adorable by the way. She is, and I I'm, I took a shot and I looked at him and I said, if I was on bath salts, I'd eat you. <laughs> What's happening to this guy's dad, the new quarterback? You yes. know? it's probably what's happening to the same thing. Yes, they so are we have our own like semi quarterback situation with Justin and his dad. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And Justin, Justin, <laughs> Justin's gonna be like, "That's it. We're not friends anymore." He's such a trooper about it. He really is, and so is Mr. Porter because Mr. Porter has no interest in me whatsoever. Oh God, no. Uh-uh. But he never. He's he's never like, "Will you stop?" Like, no, he loves it. He loves the, I think he loves the attention of it because he's like, but he's, he's very quiet. You know what I mean? So he just sort of like smiles and is but like, okay, care. whatever. No matter how miserable that man is, I always bring a smile to his face. Because he does, he definitely is one of the guys that like, if, if a man could have resting bitch face, it's him. Like, because he does, he's definitely like, you know, very, he's very moot stoic. with things, very stoic and very moot he's with very things. very stoic, but, but I But then always she make does this smile. to him and he's like, oh my God. But I think that he smiles because he just finds me. He funny. does find you funny. He does not find me attractive. He's no. not like, all right, let's go make this Mr. Ford no, God, no. fantasy oh, happen. God. He's he just, so funny. He's like, what the fuck is going to come out of this bitch's mouth, mouth next? Yeah, I know. What's going to happen with her next? It's I know. the only thing I miss about bartending. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. I'm like, we couldn't not bring it up after you said that. Because I'm like, the only people that I know of that we have that with is them. Because yeah. I, I can't imagine ever thinking when I was younger the boys always used to like my mom. So I was on the other end of oh it. My, God. my mom's and, very young. That mine too. Like, yeah, my mom's, there's only a 16 year difference between my mom and I. And my mom, stunning. Like, she's beautiful. Like, I don't even, I wish I got a little bit more of her looks, but she's beautiful. And, but when she would come home from work, she would always be running around in this slip all the time. And these boys would literally just stand out front with their bikes and just be like, your mom's so hot. Hi, Mrs. Russo. Blah blah blah. It's like y'all don't get the fuck out of here. I swear to God. Right. Like yeah, my, so they love my my mom. mom. My mom was the hottie mom. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of the teachers at Christiana was. We were like ranking on each other. Mm-hmm. And he's. I said whatever your mom, and he looked at me and he said, "Let's not talk about your mom because I just got off yours." Oh snap! Two two seconds later, my mom walks in to pick me up, and she says, "Finny, you ready to go?" And I was like, "Oh well, mom." I was like, "It's funny that you're here because he just said he just got off you." Oh my god, he probably wanted to die. He was like, "Oh my god, see what had happened was," and I was like, "Bye." And we on that note, and everybody in the classroom was like, "Oh fuck." And he's probably like, that's it. I'm never he teaching again. He was like, oh my God. The next morning he was, uh, the next day I saw him in his class and I was like, hey. And he was like, that was so fucked up. That was so messed up what you just <laughs> no, did today. No, he said fucked. Did he? <laughs> he, said, he was like, that was so fucked up. He was like, oh my God. It was like perfectly on cue. And I was like, you know what was messed up? He was like, what? I was like, you saying that you fucked my mom. He was no. like. <laughs> He was like, she's hot, though. And I was like, oh, my God. Because growing up, my mom was the hot mom. And everybody was like, yo, your mom's hot. Yo, your mom's hot. Shut yeah. up. Yep, so see, Justin, we have something so to So I'm sorry, Justin. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not going to stop flirting with your dad. But I'm sorry that I call him hot all the time. Because <laughs> we know how it feels. But for the record, it feels your dad baby. is so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fortner. Hey, Hi, Mr. Fortner. Hey, Mr. Fortner. Hey, Big Daddy. 
Hey, oh Melissa. <laughs> I know. She's probably like, these fucking bitches right here. I feel like Melissa would listen more than Justin would. So oh, I'm no. Gonna... Of course she would. And she'd be like, oh, my God. You guys are nutty. Because she's, like, short, but she's a spitfire. Like, oh, I fucking love her. Oh, look, she's great. Look, she she was in these heels, and she was almost as tall as me at the wedding a few weeks ago. Oh, and, and like, you're oh, already you? short, too. And she took off her heels, and she sank, like, four inches, and I was bagging up. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my! Oh, I know because it, again, you but know, girl, your friends she got was, married. She had this little black dress on, and she was wearing that dress. Oh, she's got her. like you can't even tell she had four kids. She got figure for days. I know. She like pow, 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 and in this little tiny package. I love Melissa. I know that she's really too. good people. Yeah, she really. She's just like so down to earth and good people. But I was trying to think, and like, do we have anybody? Else? I was like, I don't think I ever had anybody where I was like, I thought their dad was hot or anything. I was trying to think back in like my life, like growing up. I never had anybody that I thought their dad was hot ever. No. Me either. No, I can't. So I'm like, it's weird. I don't know. I think that when we were younger, we just looked at them as old men. But we don't. You know what? That is so weird that you said that. Because when we were younger, I did think, I'm like, ew, they're their dad. They're so old. And, like, now that we're that age, I'm like, I find these men attractive. Like, I don't find younger, like, super young men attractive in any way, shape, or form. Or whatever. But now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, okay. And besides, time for young men? Like. Like, I don't have time for that. If me and Paco ever break up, I don't have time for anybody under the age of 40. Like, I don't have time for that nonsense. Well, no, you know what? My friend Todd, who's, like, a really, really great real estate agent, actually. So, if you need somebody, Todd Ruckel's your guy. But he, um, and we've been friends since I was 18. So, he's going on a long, long friendship, too. But we were talking, and um, he was saying that he knows, like, a couple realtor friend women that have actually left their husbands because they were, like, you know, for whatever reasons that, that marriage wasn't working out. And they thought that they would have greener pastures somewhere else. And it was terrible. They're like, the quality of men out there is so fucking bad that some of them went back to their husbands and, like, went back to their husbands, got remarried, and now just have, like, little, like, you know, affairs on the side, like these little quiet affairs because their husbands are bad in bed or they don't, their testosterone's low, whatever it may be, so, like, they can still kind of, like, have that, you know, companionship or whatever now that they're older, but it's so fucking bad out there. I'm like, I don't think that's oh fair because it's not, it's not that bad out there. You just have I to. I think it is. You're you're somebody though that also gets out of a relationship and has a new one in a month. I don't have that. Like I'll if Roger and I break up, I'll probably end up single the rest of my goddamn life. But that's not true because every it is for like, me. There's good men out there. There's good men. Yeah, out that there, women but, like line up to get like immediately. No, no, they don't. That's the thing. These women are lining up for these guys that are like you know so gorgeous and whatnot and all that, and they're fucking awful. But. They're not getting taking the time to know the ones that are kind of like lurking in the corners that are like, hey, you know, I really like you, and but they're like, oh, you're you're in my friend zone, like. Well, because for whatever reason, Paco, the past I've known Paco different. for twenty freaking years. Twenty years I knew him before I was like, you know what? And he's always flirted with me. He's always given me that, hey, I think you're cute, thing. Mm-hmm. It took me. Years to say, you know what? I'm in this relationship, and I'm not fucking happy. And here's this great guy yeah. who I've literally known my whole life. I'm so mad at myself because I'm so happy now. And he's been there my whole entire life. He's been right in fucking front of me. Well, I mean, you were with Ron for, like, a really long time. You had to go through that experience, you know, of course. But I mean, he, I can't but, imagine it being any different. But still, he was right there in front of me the whole time. Well, look... I'm glad that we brought this up because I know we're going to have to, like, get ready to go. But I wanted to see what you thought about it. 
It says, all right, so this was in Esquire, so like Real Deal Magazine, and they posted this on in August of 2017. So somehow it's been, you know, making its rounds, making its rounds around the internet. But it says, study says women are happy, happier with uglier partners. Here's another win for all average Joes out there. Researchers at Florida State University reviewed the relationships of 223 newlyweds, age 20 to 29, to understand if attractiveness is a factor in overall happiness. To start, the couples were asked to answer various questions about dieting and getting fit. After that, the respondents were photographed and then were tasked to rank each other's desirability based on face and body attractiveness. The results revealed women who had attractive husbands are obsessed with losing weight in order to look better, which, they say, makes them insecure and sad. They responded affirmatively to questions like, I feel extremely guilty after eating. I feel like my stom stomach to, I like my stomach to be empty and I'm terrified of gaining weight, which is, God damn, that's fucking sad. But I kind of understand it. Cause like if I had to be single again, I wouldn't want to be, I would want to no, lose more weight. No, if, but, if they're that worried, then it's their husband's putting that in their head. No, that also is wrong. their own happiness Don't too. get me wrong. I think, I think Paco is handsome. I think Paco is sexy. He is everything to me. And I think he's very sexy, but I've never been too fat for Paco. I've never been, he does he's supportive of me losing right. weight. Um, he did one time say, don't get too skinny, but I think that was a little bit of his insecurity, not so much mine. Right. But he has been there and he has been supportive and he has supported everything I do. And if you have somebody like that, that you're so worried, like, why are they so worried? Yeah, like, well, is it because, are you saying it out loud and they're kind right. of affirming what your insecurities right. are? Right, Or Why? is it just you're watching what they like and you think, I don't know, like, because what, I know some women come with their own baggage, though, you know, growing up. So, I mean, it really depends. I don't know. But it does say, on the other hand, those who had less attractive husbands didn't feel any pressure to die and get fit, which makes a woman happier in a relationship. Meanwhile, men's dieting motivations do not depend on their partner's attractiveness or a lack thereof. Right, yeah, because, I mean, that just goes to show you how different we are. Right, I just think, I think that if they're that worried about it, then it's something that it was affirmed to them either by men in their life prior. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. I mean, well, I look at Roger. Roger's like six foot and change, and he's like this little tiny twig. And then you got me, who's like five seven. You know what I mean? And definitely could use like and lose another forty fucking pounds. Oh, you can't. And he doesn't you give a shit. It. He looks fantastic. But I he doesn't care either. Like he does not give a shit one way or the other. He fucking grabs my ass and has like love. Right. You know, he's, he don't give a shit. He thinks that but you're sexy and amazing. He does. You, but in your mind, you I don't. don't. Think That's you what are. I'm saying. I think for me, I'm like I don't like where I'm at in my body, so I can't even imagine. But then again, like yeah, I find him to be very attractive. But the way you read that, they were like. They're afraid to lose weight, gain weight. Yeah, that's that what they were saying. Because yeah, they're based on their husband. Their husband. Yeah. Well, you know what? If your husband's gonna lose you because you break up with you because you gained a few pounds, then he doesn't fucking love you in the first place. Well, I don't even think that's what it says. Like they don't say that the husbands are saying that. They're just they're saying the women feel that way because they find their husband I don't hot. Know. I think that's bullshit. I don't know, but then I think about it. I look back at some of the boyfriends I had. And specifically, there was this one guy named Kevin that I dated a long time ago who was not good looking by any kind of standards, but his personality was fucking amazing. You know what I mean? And there was something about it. Like, have you ever met somebody where you're like, I don't know, there was a couple people like Charlie, there was this guy Charlie I dated. And I'm like, I didn't think he was all that good looking either, but his personality was great. You know what I mean? Like, and they sort of pull you in, you know, they make you laugh it's or whatever, or they're just like, they're very like, they're confident in their own skin and they don't care. Like, you know... They don't act like sideline guys. That's what the problem is. Some of the guys that you've always wanted to introduce me to, they're not like, 
confident. That's what loses it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, I'm a really good guy. I have my shit together, but I'm not confident. Like women still want a guy that's going to like whip polar hair and then be like, here's a, here's some chocolate. You know what I mean? No, like at I the think, end of the day, I think that your guys are like, I'm going to stand here in the corner and wait for you to tell me what to do. No, that's Taco the problem. Is, Taco's not like No, that. some of the guys you wanted to introduce me to and you're like, but they're a really nice guy. I'm like, yeah, but he wouldn't even come out of the corner to say hello. He was like pissing in his own goddamn pants to like try to say hello yeah. to me. You know, that's what makes them a friend zone guy because if they come out and they're like kind of whatever and they've got a good personality, can make you laugh, they're going to take funny care guys, of shit in bed or whatever. Funny guys are it. They're like, it. Like, it doesn't matter how cute they are or what. If a funny guy can make you laugh on a constant basis, know this, funny guys. If you're a funny guy out there and you're like, oh, these girls put me in the friend zone, but you're funny, they're thinking about it. They might, but you also have to be a little confident with it, too. Like, you can't be, like, cowery about it or, like, I don't know if I want to get hurt or do something stupid like that. I don't want a fucking guy like that. Like, I'm very busy. I got a career. I got my kids and all that stuff. Like, I want a man who's going to be like, hey, we're going to go to Steakhouse 85 tonight. We're going to go have, like, steak dinner. Is that cool with you? Like, yes, because I hate a dude that's like, you pick the date and I'll pay for it. It's fucking annoying. Oh, my God. Ron it's used so to do that. so fucking annoying. It really is. And I don't mind it sometimes. Because I'm a pretty low-key person. Like, I don't need you to, like, rent balloons. We don't need to, like, go off to Perry. You know, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, I'm going to try that again from last week. Oh, I'm oh, trying. Oh, oh, oh my dream. But, um, like, I don't need all that. But it's, like, really nice when a guy's like, hey, you know, I really would want to do this, this, and this with you, like, on a first date or something. But then you know, the ones that are just fucking lazy and don't know what to fucking do with you, that, or, like, they're just very insecure in their own skin, like, I like a man who's got his own opinions and it's like, this is how I feel, but there's also that intimacy. You can have this intimacy. And I really love a guy who will do a fucking couple's costume. Oh, Paco they are so great when they do that Paco shit. Paco refuses to do a fucking costume. Fucking hate that. Like, Paco I really want to do that. Paco refuses to dress up, but last year when I was the 50s housewife, yeah. he did put on a bowling shirt and be my 50s husband. Oh, he did? That's so good. he will dress up. To a certain but point. it just has to be very simple. Right. Like, he'll wear a shirt and be like, this is my costume. Yeah. Which is funny and somewhat dressed up, but it's not really dressed up. Right. But he is. He's very... He, he will, if it's simple enough, he'll do it. But if I expect him to, like, put on full zombie makeup and all that, that's not happening. I know, but, like, like, I told Roger, like, we were talking about, at the Queen, we have this really cool venue um, in Wilmington called the Queen, and they're, like, kind of up and coming with, like doing bands and things like that. And they actually do get some pretty decent acts, which we could use in Delaware. We really need that. Well, in January, they're having a totally 80s thing, and oh Tiffany's coming. Tiffany's going to be doing the it. And flowers you... you gave me <laughs> are just about to die. I love you, Tiffany. I know. So we love that, and um, she's coming. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got to get dressed up. So we've got, like, you know, Paco are going to come, and Beth and Chris are going to come. And I was like, we should all, like, dress up and do 80s. And Paco's Roger's like, not, I'm not doing that. Paco's not getting dressed yeah, I'm up. I'm not doing that. But you know who would? Chris. Chris and Beth will fucking dress up, and then we'll dress up. And then those two motherfuckers won't dress up. Well, you know what, though? But I don't expect Paco to dress up, because here's the thing. Paco... Paco would rock some, like, neon shit, though. Because he's dark, like, though. He, he, it would really he, look good on him. He will... He would wear, like, a neon shirt. He's got plenty of neon shirts. Yeah. But the thing is, with Paco, I don't need him to dress up because I know as soon as I say, hey, baby, I really want to go to this concert. Can we go to this concert? Mm-hmm. He's going to be like, yes, and he's going to buy those tickets, and he's going to take me to this concert. Right. And he's going to stand behind me, and as I'm dancing and laughing and having a good time, he's going to be there with me in full fucking support. Right. Of my 80s white people bullshit. <laughs> 
I know, right? Why not? Roger's totally gonna go. He said, if there's no other guys going, then you just bring and another girl. Why, I'm not going. <laughs> that's like, okay. why Paco is appreciated all the time, right? Because it's not in things like dressing up or things like that. It's oh, of course, in the, it's in the things he does, and he always is. If it puts a smile on my face. He makes sure it happens. Because, you better stop talking so good about him because you're going to have girls trying to fucking right. track him down. By the way, if you try away. to take my man, I'll set you on motherfucking fire. Because <laughs> that's what they said. They're like, you don't want other women to know that he's good in bed, buys you presents, and you're completely and totally fucking happy. Because then women are going to try and go out there because the quality men are so fucking bullshit out there. But the thing is with Paco, he would never leave me because he loves me. I'm just saying you better hope not. You better hope some fucking, like, mulatto Megan Fox doesn't, Megan so Fox doesn't come after him. It's so funny, because there'll be bitches, like, all over the place, and I know he sees Bitches them. all over the place? Like, there's these sexy <laughs> girls that will be walking around, and I know Paco sees them, because the, his other friends will point them out. Right. Look at the ass on that one. It he looks like a not, Brazilian ass. He does not react. No? Like, not even, he never even says, mm, she's sexy, like, movie star-wise. Like, Halle Berry could be naked in front of him on a movie screen and he he'll just watch the movie like he would not react to that meanwhile if jason statham has a shirt off i'm like hey jason statham <laughs> and, and he just but paco paco has never been like babe don't you think you know halle berry's so sexy or no roger's or, never done that either and he, every he, once in a while he'll like make he a comment but not like that he doesn't make a comment about anything like yeah and he t- he tells me you're the only girl i see Oh, I know. Actually, I had a, like a weird dream about Roger cheating the other night, and I don't know where it came from. And like, I woke up and I was like, "He has been in a good mood lately. Is he fucking talking to some bitch? Is he talking to the?" So I got up and I was like, "You talking to some other girl?" And he like when he like got off work that night, he was like, "What?" And I'm like, "That's not a no, motherfucker, right?" And he was like, "I just what?" Like he was just like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, and he was like, "Where's this coming from?" And I was like, "That's not a no." <laughs> it's still funny. not a no, it's funny motherfucker. Bitches will have dreams and wake up and be mad at our. Well, I just thought I was like he made a really good other that we're they don't even know anything about it. They're not in our heads. I know, but I was like he's been in a really good mood lately, though. I was like I wonder if there's like somebody stroking his ego somewhere or something. I know, which is like totally psychotic of me to even think in the begin with. And then he was like, "Where is this coming from?" I was like, "Well, I had a dream." He was like, "Oh, well, that solves it. Clearly, yeah, clearly you had a dream. That's right." He said dreams about me though too, and he told me about it. Ego? I mean, a little. No, I tell Paco That's every day. Nerve sometimes. Every day, I'm like, "Baby, you're so handsome. Why are you so sexy?" And he's he he. It makes Roger uncomfortable when I tell him he's sexy. I don't know if it makes Paco uncomfortable, but he always says, "Thank you, baby." It makes it makes Roger uncomfortable. Like it's weird. He just like glosses right over it and keeps then wants to talk about something else. And I'm like, but then when he did it to me, I did the same thing. So it was like really weird. I'm like, oh okay, so that's how it's. No, I can count how many times Paco's told me I was beautiful on one hand. Oh, really? Like, he's not a compliment giver. Like, he'll be like, you look nice. (laughs) You look nice, babe. He won't be like, like, I'll be like, baby, you're so handsome. He won't look at me and be like, baby, you're so pretty. Like, that's not how many he would do, but I tell him he's handsome all the time. Well, I have this whole... I don't think he believes it, but I I think, I'm like, baby, you're so sexy. Well, I had this whole breakout of, like, the whole whole gastritis, esophagitis thing I was dealing with, and I lost almost 15 pounds, right? I mean, just, like, came right off because I couldn't eat or whatever it was. And I asked him, I'm like, can you tell that I've lost weight? And he's like, no. And I'm like, you can't tell? And then I finally, like, I came over one day after work, and I was dressed in my work clothes. He was like, no, you look good. And if my daughter wasn't here, I'd be going, mm-mm-mm. Like, it was just so funny the way he did it. So I'm like, "Oh, that made me feel good. Your well, daughter's cock clock with me right now, but. <laughs> on, on that note, this, by the way, I'm down, too. 
I look good as fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that note, while we're disappearing out of our old bodies into our new sexy slimmer bodies. Yes. Um, it's time to disappear from this podcast because we're over an hour. Oh, I know. We are actually kind of like running a little late this day. So but, uh, please yeah. remember to drop us an email at straightfromthenet at gmail.com. And when you listen to this, please click the follow button on whatever venue you listen to us from, whatever streaming service, and know that we appreciate you guys so much. We do appreciate you guys so much. Thank you. And that's it for now. So So we will see you same what? Same bat channel, same bat time. <laughs> same bat channel, same bat time. <laughs> All right, thank you and bye. <laughs>